going on, Moy? Buenos dias to all. Welcome on into today's Union Match Preview. And it is, yes, it's in fact Union Match Day as they are, will be in Chicago to face off against the Fire and Soldier Field tonight uh, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got a little bit of, sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got a little MLS action here. And obviously the Union coming two days off of that thriller in Subaru Park. Now have to turn it around and get to Chicago side. Who is struggling at the moment um, but if you've learned anything from this league there's no such thing as easy games there's no such thing as Sam Houston State here in the MLS you know all these teams although the record may indicate something different they're going to be tough all right and this will be a tough especially in Soldier Field curious what kind of Soldier Field gets is they've had solid crowds over in Chicago but it'll be different here tonight as uh, it's expected to be Union heavily favored this uh, matchup here we're gonna talk about that some other news and notes here with the philadelphia union and the u.s men's youth national team uh so ladies and gentlemen welcome to union match preview of course i'm your boy el parcero philly today we're gonna be looking at the matchup against the chicago fire tonight if you guys are soccer fans union fans uh mls fans throw your comments questions and concerns in both the chats we've got going on right YouTube's comment section is currently open. We got TikTok's comment section that is currently open. So if you guys are ready for this match, have thoughts on tonight's match, throw your comments, questions, and concerns. I just threw in the link in the comment section as well. So you guys can come in the show and be a part of it and give us your thoughts live here on Muni Match Preview. Uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, today's match preview, I want to give you a big shout out, a big thank you to today's sponsor. Thank you to Lots of Rain Watches for sponsoring today's match preview. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out Lots of Rain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price. And right now, when you head on over to the checkout page, make sure you guys are using promo code Parcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a Lots of Rain watch. So big shout out to Lots of Rain and thank you to them as well. Ace, we saw Ace Nats in here. What's going on, Ace Nats? Good morning to all. What's up, TikTok? TikTok, keep tapping that screen away. Let's get some more soccer fans in here. Let me know how you guys are feeling this morning in general. I want to know how you guys are feeling in general. I don't have to be about sports, but how you doing? What do you got going on today? Let us know. What's up? Uh, what's going on, brother? How you feeling, man? Fatboy SSE's in the chat. All right. Fatboy S. I didn't know Fatboy SSE was still kicking. What's he up to these days? He had a little nice little rap career, lost some weight. I just remember that. And then I, I think I unfollowed him. I don't know. I, I just kind of kind of got over the whole Instagram, uh, the little pranksters. I guess you, the, that whole era was hilarious. You had Supreme Patty squeezing lime juice in his eyes. Um, you had the long neck and the wide neck dudes. It was it was it was a weird time. It's a weird time period. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how I'll explain that to my kids, but it was a weird time period to say the least, but enough about that. Let's get into some soccer talk, ladies and gentlemen, soccer season. Um, I want to start off today, guys, um, by bringing up a, a crazy moment last night in the U20 qualifications for the U20 World Cup for the U.S. youth national team. Obviously, um, we have a couple kids with the U.S. youth national team. Uh, we've been talking about that. We've been following them, and they've obviously been killing it. And actually, congratulations to them because those four helped the U.S. qualify for the Under-20 World Cup for the first time since 2008. That's a big deal. Um, I know youth sports, especially youth, uh, more predominantly youth soccer here in America, doesn't get heavily televised or heavily recognized here. Um, I can attest that I've actually witnessed the Under-20 World Cup um, back in 2013, I believe it was, 
it was held in Colombia and I was actually in Colombia for that one. And it was an, an amazing experience. The whole country shut down for this under 20 world cup. Um, it was a really fun atmosphere, but regardless the fact that the U S youth team, the U under 20 team is fine for the World cup. It's very big deal. But, um, what I want to show you guys is kind of the aftermath of what went down yesterday uh, in last night's game against Costa Rica's under 20 squad. Um, this is absolutely wild. So this is uh, right after the game. Um, in the and I guess I don't know exactly what went down, but pretty much someone said something to somebody and an all-out brawl let loose. You, got Jack, you saw Jack McLennan there. He looked like Jack was about to square up on somebody. And in this moment, I'm just looking. You know me. I'm looking for four players. I'm looking for Pax. I'm looking for Quinn. I'm looking for Jack. I'm looking for Brandon. Brandon. Sorry, not Brandon. Brandon. Um, so it looks like all four of our dudes were kind of skeeved. I saw um, Caden Clark. Caden Clark really got animated. Um, he, he started flexing those muscles. It was, it was kind of funny to watch. I'm, I'm known to be a Caden Clark, uh, I guess, roaster. I always like to boss his balls because he's a Red Bull product. Um, you got Cade Cal getting into it as well, but look, this is CONCACAF at its finest, um, and this is what it's all about, and these kids are getting the first test of it. The boy, our boy, obviously, have gone through, this, gone through CONCACAF through in the Champions last year. I mean, Quinn, Paxton, uh, I don't know, I don't know if Jack got some minutes at that time, but definitely Quinn and Paxton got some minutes in CONCACAF Champions League, especially against Prisa and Club America. Um, so they're a little familiar with it, but they got the full taste. They got the full dose of it yesterday. Uh, but congratulations. They got a win against Costa Rica and the U.S. have punched their ticket to the under 20 World Cup, which is absolutely great to see. Um, awesome stuff. Fat Boy SEC, if you are if you are a Phillies fan, last night we did our Phillies game recap. We'll see how we go tonight. If, if we don't have a Phillies game recap tonight, we'll have it out tomorrow morning. But obviously tonight the priority is the union since they are do play tonight. Um, but, yeah, the, the game recap is out. You can check that out on my YouTube channel. The link tree is in my bio. Uh, if you want to get my thoughts on Harper, the injury news, and, of course, the game yesterday, you can definitely check that out. Uh, what's up, Greg? Oh, Anthony, what's happening, man? How you feeling this morning? We, uh, we a soccer fan at all? What's happening, though? Uh, all right, so a little going to some next bit of news. Uh, yesterday, it was uh, announced by the MLS disciplinary group uh, some fines that were brought down onto our team. Uh, and look, if you weren't familiar with what went down Sunday, the two major news of note and which led into some of the fines yesterday, Paul Rushing getting into it with uh, Acavedo and a couple other NYCFC players, Tati Castellanos as well. And so... We saw him essentially ready to square the F up as well. And you had Jakob Glazes having, having to bear hug him to calm him down. And so the he got the red card, as we all saw as well. He got kicked out of the game. So the MLS has decided to suspend him for two matches. I'm not kidding, guys. Two matches he got suspended. Um, Look, first off, the fact that he got carded is something that we have never seen in MLS. Like, trainers don't get disciplined in sports in general like not even in basketball not in hockey not in football not in, not in baseball like this does not happen ever and the fact is paul rushing got harassed like acavedo had no business of being in the face of julian carranza or paul rushing and the fact that paul got carded for that 
And the fact that Paul is now getting suspended for two more games is absolutely a joke. Like, wait, what, what did you see in that instance for you to say that this dude needs to get suspended for two games? If anything, and, and the thing is that Acovedo didn't get disciplined. Dati Castellanos won't get disciplined. I mean, he would have if he had too much yellow card accumulation, but he did not. And so Paul Rushing is getting disciplined for what? For defending himself and his player that he's attending to? The player's job is to play the sport, okay? The trainer's job is to take care of the player if there is an injury of some sort. And the player is preventing the trainer from doing his job, not the other way around. And I think the MLS got that twisted. I, I do find that messed up. I did see that um, the fine was picked up. Um, and a couple of union fans were were raising money to to uh, to help pay off that that fine, and apparently he already paid off. He's like, I'm good. So we got we got money coming in for some charity. Shouts out to Paul Rush. Shouts out to all the union fans um, doing that as well. But it was absolutely ridiculous. And then of course um, the other bit of uh, of fine news was um, Jose El Brujines. Obviously, uh, uh, El Brujo was essentially man of the match, right? I mean, he had the, uh, had the essentially the game-winning goal, but, you know, obviously he's going to give thanks to to uh, Corey Burke. But um, after the game really is where the fireworks began because as he's leaving the pitch, and I'm going to show you guys this picture here because it's it's pretty damn funny. Um, so this is uh, this is happened after the pitch or after the match, and this was by far the moment of the match. So as Brujo Martinez is walking off, he gives a two old I love yous in, in Philly language to NYCFC fans, give flips him the bird as he's walking off the pitch. A couple people took pictures of it. I mean, you can tell by the background, you got two photographers. I wonder where Morgan is <laughs> in this picture. Um, but this uh, this picture went up on Twitter. This picture obviously went viral. And I guess I got word to the MLS and the MLS decided to bring down some punishment. And so Brujo Martinez is getting fined for this one. And so, hey, look, here's my thing. Should he have gotten fined? No, I don't think he should have gotten fined. Um, should he have done it? No, I don't think he should have done it either. I think that in this situation, this is one where Jim Curtin needs to bring El Brujo to the side and be like, look, Brujito, you, you can't do that. All right, you're a role model. You represent this club. That is not a good look. So you cannot be doing that type of stuff. You cannot be flipping the bird at anyone, let alone the fans of the opposing team. So I don't think this is warranted. I don't know what it is with the MLS when it comes to disciplining in the Philadelphia Union because it's just very unjustified. I mean, we've already saw this year twice where the refs got it messed up on calls and the MLS literally game after sent us letters saying, hey, we were wrong and we're sorry. And that's it. What does that do for us? All of these mishaps, and this has been going on since I've covered this team in 2019. The the un the uncalled for suspensions, the sorry note letters. Um, obviously now we got fines that aren't deserving. You're suspending our trainer for defending our player. Like honestly, like MLS. Like what it, what 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 is your narrative? What is your agenda towards Philadelphia? And I mean now Daniel Gazdag is on an MVP pace, and now he's probably going to get snubbed again, just like Joel Embiid. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it's it's obviously a Philly thing, and I don't know what it is why these leagues treat Philly's teams like this. The only sport, really, is, is the NFL. The NFL loves the birds. You, you guys cannot tell me they don't love the birds. But when it comes to the MLB, the NBA, the MLS, I mean, no one cares about the 
Flyers. It feels like these. I do. I care about the Flyers. All right. We got draft in a week, I think, or in this is the upcoming week. But regardless, it, it was absolutely ridiculous. But it it is what it is, right, guys? So we'll have to move on. Uh, well, at least we'll have it before Martinez. But we won't have Paul Rushing. So any injuries, guys, we're, we're screwed. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure we have a good medical staff. Uh, Paul Rushing just kind of leads the way. But um, it is definitely a little bit of a bummer for sure. All right, let's move on into our matchup here. Uh, to, it's 8 o'clock in Soldier Field. Um, you typically have do have success in Soldier Field. Anytime Chicago's gotten us, it's been in Subaru Park. So, I'm uh, first off, I'm honestly intrigued and, and, and interested to see what the crowd will look like. The Flyers have done a solid job since moving to downtown Chicago, moving into Soldier Field, have pulled out some solid crowds. I think they had one match where they had around 50,000 fans in the stands, which is pretty solid for MLS, especially when you have to play in a freaking NFL stadium, which, as you guys know, I absolutely despise. Um, but they've done a good job considering the the lack of talent and lack of uh, of good soccer they've been displaying to the city of Chicago. But that is obviously good for us and for good for our league. So I'll be very interested to see what they pull out on a Wednesday night uh, for some midweek soccer. But I'm just intrigued to see how the union on a quick turnaround, you know, hold their emotions in check and find a way to get three points. I mean, that was a match on Sunday that took a lot of out of them. A lot, a lot of emotions were put out there. I mean, it was a rivalry game with NYCFC, and you, you had a late-game thriller. So I really am curious to see how that turnaround will look like. Now, as far as players available, I mean, you're more than likely going to go with the same exact lineup that you went up against NYCFC. You currently, right now, are still waiting for those kids to come back, like we mentioned, still with the U.S. Uh, under-20s right now. So your bench is still going to be a little bit light. Um, the question will be, how much will Jim go deep into this bench depending on the scoreline. Like if this if this is a tied up game by the 60th minute, what does Jim kind of do at that moment? Like do you run Mikel Uwa for 10 more minutes or um, do you make any substitutions? And that's really one thing. Obviously, um, fitness is something that I am going to be looking at. It's obviously something that is a is a more is kind of a a factor in this match because both of these clubs I, I think Houston played I'm sorry. I think Chicago played Houston on Saturday. But still, both these teams are playing on quick notice, so it'll be interesting. But for Chicago, look, this is a squad that I don't want to say it was misconstructed, but it's just not well constructed in, in the in the best term or the best sense of the term. Um, when you look at this team, they started off the season on a good note. I think they were in first place for the first month of the season or close to the top of the table for the first month of the season. And then eventually as time went on, People started figuring them out. And they went on a on a draw run, and now you know they're essentially tied for or no, they actually are dead last in the MLS. Uh, are dead last in the Eastern Conference alongside DC United, fourteen points equal. Um, they have a they have minus eight goal differential, while DC has a minus nine. But um, DC has one more win over Chicago. And two weeks ago, Chicago and DC played played against each other, and Chicago got the best of DC. Um, so they're, I'll say this, they're obviously not a good team, but I don't think that their record tells you the whole story. I do think that they are better than what the record is, but again, the Eastern conference, the MLS in general, it's a tight one. I, I mean, you look at the bottom half of the table, obviously DC and Chicago, but then in 12th place, you got Columbus who 
Columbus in 12th and Toronto in 11th. And we all expect that both those teams to kind of go on a little bit of a run because of some of the players that they've just added. Obviously, Toronto just added Lorenzo Insigne and Columbus added my Colombiano, Cucho Hernandez. And so you would expect that those both of those teams will kind of elevate their, their play. So it's tough. But Chicago right now, I just feel like they're misconstructed. You know, obviously the big signings over the offseason, Shakiri, you know, twist attacking midfielder, played in Liverpool, played in Bayern, played in some big clubs, some champions of soccer. So he comes in with with prestige of Europe and comes in as the highest paid player in MLS, which I don't know how Chicago does that because why would you pay Shakiri, a player who has had spurts of good moments in his career, but never has been a star player in his career. You pay him the most money in MLS. You know that it that's that kind of tells you what Chicago is. Um, and then of course they, you know, they traded for Casper Shibilko, our old friend. So we'll be seeing Casper this uh, tonight. Um, the expectation is Shakiri and Casper will be playing tonight. Shakiri was out the last two matches for, uh, I believe, a knee injury that was nagging him in, or a quad injury that was nagging him in international play. He was with Switzerland during international break. And so he came back with a little bit of a nagging injury from that. And then last week against Houston, he did not play for health and safety protocol. So I believe he is available here tonight. That's going to be a game time decision, but there's no indication that he will miss tonight yet. So if he does play, that'll be interesting to see. And it'll give more of an interesting matchup for El Brujo Martinez, who's coming off of Team of the Week. El Brujito, Jim, and Jack made Team of the Week. Uh, El Brujo made the All-11. Jim, the coach of the Team of the Week, and Jack Elliott made the 18 of these uh, all, all 11 of the MLS for the week. Um, so <clears throat> it'll be a great matchup for Brujo Martinez shutting down Shakiri as well. A lot of people don't realize, man, at Brujito, he'd be shutting down some number 10s, including Neymar. Yeah, I said Neymar. All right, so it should be, it should be a fun one. But, of course, look, Casper, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to expect from Casper because you would expect that in this type of moment, in this type of situation, a player going up its former team, a team that didn't really honestly was okay with parting ways with him, you would think that that player would come in motivated. But I don't know, Casper. Honestly, in the three years that he was with Philly, I never saw too much emotions from Casper Shibilko. So I don't know if Casper Shibilko is going to come into this match pissed off, wanting to show the union that you guys messed up. You guys should not have let me go. I don't know if I'm going to see that here tonight from Casper Shibilko. And the problem with Casper and this this uh, the Chicago Fire team is the fact that Casper uh, doesn't have the team that Philly is, and that's kind of been the big issue. And that's when well, we talked about it during the off season when the move went down. Like, what what would be the difference of Casper in Philly, Casper Chicago? Obviously, here in Philly, he had himself a really good team. It was a it was a it was a squad. It was a roster that was the tops of the MLS. And when you have uh, Gazag or Brendan Aronson feeding you the ball, um, you have the defense behind you that just turns the ball over and gets you the ball. You have fullbacks like Kai Wagner, Olivier Mbizo, or Ray Gaddis who can go up the flank and get you the ball. And Major honestly made his life easier. And so what are you going to do in Chicago when you don't have those type of players? You don't have the type of support around you. You wanted the money. Casper wanted more money. He wanted more of a guarantee here in Philadelphia. And that's kind of why it lent to him departing from Philly and obviously getting traded to Chicago. Uh, so now you made your bet. Now you go outperform and you show 
why it is you deserve all that money. Well, he didn't get a boatload of money, but you know what I mean? He got a little bit of a pay raise, uh, but it was good business for the Philadelphia Union. And regardless, I mean, when you get a, a one point some million dollar transfer fee for a guy you got for free, that's a good that's some good business. Good business. So, uh, to me, when I look at this match, it's really simple for the union to play union soccer. If they play union style soccer, meaning they are physical, use that high press, they create those turnovers. And no matter what it is, even if it's the mid block or the low block, but creating those turnovers and going on that counterattack, Chicago cannot keep up with that counterattack. I will say this. Anything is possible in the MLS. This is one of 38. All right. This there's been the term brought around this matchup as the trap game. And very so. I mean, Chicago's done it before to us, right? As long as the Union play their style, I don't see Chicago trapping anybody <laughs> tonight. The thing is, Chicago, I, I, I've been watching, I watched the last couple of matches. They do know how to possess the ball. They know how they do they do know how to move the ball. They knew they do know how to play with the ball at their feet, whereas the Union don't typically care to play with the ball at their feet. So with that being said, that is a recipe for union success. Because although they do know how to possess the ball, they have not gone up against the Philadelphia Union this season. And they should be able, the union of that should be able to shut it down. I, I don't expect Chicago to have, and this is the thing, if the union are playing to their style, Chicago should not have many opportunities in this match to score a goal in general. Now, I do fat, feel bad because Ezra Hendrickson is a solid manager and he's in a tough situation, and I don't know if he can get out of it. I, I really do not know if he can get out of this. It'll be a tough one, and especially tonight, it'll be a tough one. What's up, Oscar? I see you in there. What's going on, brother? How you feeling, man? We got roses. No, you like to say, yo, don't stink, but don't make Roses make you smell like poo. Good morning to all. It's nine o'clock in the East Coast. I'm ready for Union Soccer. I got my playoff T-shirt on from last season. I'm ready. I'm ready for tonight. It's gonna be a fun one. We got midweek Union Soccer. We got Phillies baseball tonight too. I'm gonna have one screen with the Phillies and Braves. Hopefully the Phillies bounce back. Right. I'm gonna have the other screen with the Union and Fire. Oh, what's up? We got Sheffield Shuffler in the chat. What's going on, baby? What's happening, man? It should be it should be it should be a fun one. Um, as far as lineups go, I, I do think the union will run, like I said, run with the same lineup because of just the fact that you're thin in general. Um, you don't have a lot of depth these days because of the kids over with the U.S. Uh, under twenty team. Um, so you're gonna run with the usual eleven. Now, um, as far as the subs go, that'll be the big question. Like, what will Jim run with, and and how much will he trust some of this bench? We saw against NYCFC. He only put out Corey Burke as his subs. Uh, will we see Matt Real? Will we see, uh, I'm trying to think here, obviously no Santa either, I forgot to mention that he's still dealing with his green card situation. Uh, will we see Chris Donovan? Um, will we see Jesus Buenito? Uh, will we see him? No, I don't. I really don't think we will see him, but um, I'm curious to see how deep the bench will go uh, against the Chicago Fire, and it should be very interesting. But look, at the end of the day, the Union should be able to take care of this. I mean, Jim already talked about it, and Jim has, I'm sure, knowing Jim, he's drilled it in these guys' head that, look, you got to play Union Soccer for 90 minutes. You cannot take any opponent in this league lightly. So I do expect the Union to come out full force, bring in that pressure. I want to see these guys getting an early goal. and The Union haven't struggled. They haven't had struggles doing that. The problem with the Union this season has been 
after getting that first goal, keeping that foot on the gas pedal, adding more goals and just putting teams away, putting teams away, kind of like the Phillies. When we had Joe Girardi here, you get you get a three nothing lead early in the game and then you get complacent and you lose four three wonder what the hell happened. <laughs> not so much with the union, but you we this one should not be a draw. All right. I won't be disappointed per se if you get a draw, but you should not be drawing in Chicago midweek. All right. I'm just saying it should not be happening. So at the end of the day, I think that the union will get the dub. I see a two nothing victory here for the union. I do see a clean sheet here for the boys. Um, I see that back line, Wagner, Elliot, Glasnus, and Harriel just shutting it down. Wagner and Harriel providing the attack from out wide. And Andre Blake is going to do some Andre Blake stuff. Now, Chicago do have, um, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Real, real. Um, Gabriel Solina, uh, he's a young uh, American goalkeeper, 18 years old. He has been linked to, you name the big clubs, Chelsea, Juventus, uh, Bayern, Manchester, you name it. He's been linked to over in Europe. And the problem is, is that he's like quite literally being thrown into the fire being the goalkeeper for the Chicago Fire because they're just not a well-defended team. They have they lack defense, and that's the one thing I didn't understand is the fact that this team, up, I'm going to put this in quotations, upgraded their attack with adding Shakiri and, and Shabilko, but then they don't improve their defense much better any either, and they are continuing to put this young goalkeeper, Gaga as they call him, um, in tough spots. And so for the Union, I want to see them challenge him as well. Put them into some tough spots, too. Um, at the end of the day, I do think that the Union will get the victory 2 nothing. You guys let me know the predictions in the comments below. I do it for the Union match preview. Stay tuned for after the match. We will be uh, discussing it in the Union match recap. We'll be talking about this match, and we'll be talking about your thoughts as well later on tonight. Uh, stay tuned for Philly's game recap. That'll either be tonight after the Union game recap or tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll be bringing, to you, bringing you guys that one as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. If you guys enjoyed the content, make sure you guys hit that like button. Subscribe to be a part of the family. And if you are more of a podcaster, we do rebroadcast these in podcast form. You can find it under OI in Philly Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by name El Parcero Philly, and I am telling you guys to do ball. Talk to you guys later.